For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Everybody, welcome back to another episode of the Six Success Podcast. I'm your host Lucas with Jonathan, and we are here to talk about the NBA, especially the Philadelphia 76ers. And uh, yeah, look, I mean, look, I hope you're having a good week, Jonathan. Uh, so I, I got back to work after my long Christmas break, and uh, uh, I am back at work. Hey, man, so am I. I had a nice long break as well. It is back to the grind, but you know. At least we got some Sixers basketball going really well to help us here. Yeah, this was definitely a uh, – well, it kind of got close closer than I think we wanted to towards the end, but uh, still a fun game for the Sixers. Yeah, I mean, I don't know what that um, – I don't know what that fourth quarter was, but yes, it was, uh, it was a great game, I think. So, yeah, the Sixers had one game since our last podcast, and they played against the Chicago Bulls. They won 110-97. to uh, D'Anthony Melton did not play in this game, and we'll definitely talk about that more later. He was out with an injury. Uh, but there was a lot of good look. It was a blowout in the first three quarters. It got kind of close at the end, which I don't think any of us would have liked. But let me let me ask you this. What was the good in this game? Yeah, I'm just going straight to Embiid. I know we're going to get him for player of the game too, but, man, he was dominant. First game back, didn't look rusty at all. 30, 15, and 10. I think his 30 and 10 streak is like the longest – I mean, he's at, what, 15 straight games of 30-plus? That's probably the longest since Harden did it. Uh, and, I mean, yeah, we've talked about him just completely dominating 10 assists with the triple-double. Like, he he impacted every single phase of this game and was clearly the best player on the entire floor. He's currently the best player in the NBA. He went 10 of 20 from the field, 50%, 2 of 5 from 3, that's 40%, 9 of 12 from the free-throw line. Just truly an all-around incredible game by him so that's my good what about you i mean yeah joel b definitely dominated you you got to see kelly Oubre back still in the starting five with nicholas batum he uh kelly had 16 tobias had 20 maxi had 21 and five like it, it's a good game for everybody like i i mean i would have liked maxi to be a little bit more aggressive but i mean he was efficient and they didn't really need too much from him because this game got a kind of got away from the Bulls pretty quick. Yeah, it absolutely did. So let me ask you, what was the the, the bad here? 
I, I mean, we touched on it a little. That fourth quarter, I mean, we won by 13 and we lost the fourth quarter by 13. So we're up 26 going into that fourth quarter. It's took the foot off the gas a little bit. Uh, I know, like, had some of the bench players in, but still, I just, that's pretty rough of a fourth quarter. We can't let it slip like that, regardless of the lead. And, I mean, we had 17 turnovers. That's less than the Bulls, 18, but 17 is still a lot for the team. So those would probably be my two bad. How about you? I mean, yeah, you kind of touched on it here. Bench scoring was a non-factor. I mean, what? how many bench points did we have? We had, like, out of, like, pretty much the whole entire bench playing, we had, what? I think we had 16. Yeah, 16 points. Yeah. That's not enough. That's not enough uh, for the Sixers there. I mean, without the bench scoring anything, we would have lost this game. But, like, still, like, I mean, look, I'm happy that guys like Kev- Kenneth Lofton Jr., by the way, he looks in such good shape right now. Did you see how? Yeah, like, I know. He, he, he looks like he, he added on, he got rid of that baby fat and added on some muscle. Um, but, you know, he didn't score in this game. Neither did Ricky. Shout out to Ricky Council Jr. also making his NBA de- debut. Neither one of those guys scored. But, like, you know, usually you don't lose minutes when Jaden uh, Jaden Springer plays, but that's that's certainly what happened here. Uh, Marcus Morrison uh, didn't make a field goal. He only had two free throws, was pretty inefficient shooting them, too. I mean, two of four, like, it just wasn't a good game. Like, your high bench score was Daniel House with five. And it's just, it wasn't a great performance by the Bens. I just, I'm I'm not happy. That's that's my biggest thing. I mean, you could say, oh, Nicholas Batum only had six points. We don't care if he only has six points. That's not what he's here to do. He's not here to score. So I'm okay with Nicholas Batum. Just, you know, the, the foot off the gas. And, um, you know, just Andre Drummond doing Andre, getting 10 offensive rebounds by himself at 19 total. Giving up 19 offensive rebounds is never a way to do well in games. So, yeah, that wasn't great there. Um, yeah, yeah I mean, a- do you, we've talked about it before. Like, Drummond, he's likely been the best backup of the Joel Embiid era, hasn't he? So, like, is that someone you're looking at to try and bring back? I mean, look, I would love to. I don't know if Chicago gives him up, but I I would, especially with now it doesn't seem like there's a fine timeline of when Vucevic comes back, but like, if I'm the Sixers, if you can get, I mean, I think he's making six million a year, so like, you might be able to do a trade with Korkmaz, maybe? But like, yeah, I, I think, look, and I, I was trying to save this for a little bit later. But, yeah, look, I, I've said last podcast, I don't have a lot of faith in, like, Paul Reed. I love Paul Reed for what he can do, but there's a lot of negative. Like, he's still playing out of control despite being in, what, his fourth or fifth season. He's yeah. He fouls at sometimes inopportune moments. He He's still kind of a net negative on offense, which, I mean, you don't need your center to be positive, but it you know, considering that you have Joel Embiid and then you go all the way down to, like, Paul Reed is not great. Look, and and I'm not trying to say that, like, you know, Andre Drummond's, like, the perfect center. He's not. If he was, like, he'd be starting. There's a reason why he's not starting. He's not, you know, versatile defensively. And he does sometimes make bonehead decisions on offense. And let's be clear, that goatee that he has right now is not is not a good look. He needs to go back to the beard. Uh that little Batman <laughs> goatee. Like, I don't know what it is. It just doesn't look right. Go back to the beard, Andre. But 
Like he's definitely a guy I'm looking at. You know, I'm looking at maybe at a Kelly Olynyk dude. He's a name I've, I've been kind of like monitoring a little bit. But I mean, look, could you do you need to make a upgrade up center? Necess- not necessarily, but if you have the option to, and it's not going to affect your long term flexibility, then do it. Right. So that's that's my yeah. thought there. So anyway, yeah. that's that's uh, who, who's your player of the game. It's got to be Embiid, I think, as we touched on it before. But just the fact that he's a big man and he's putting up these tri- – like a triple-double with 10 assists, dominating on the offensive end, defensive end. I mean, he had two blocks and a steal. Just truly an all-around game. He's only playing 31 minutes. I think they said the last person to average more points than minutes played is Will. Like, it never happens, and he's – yeah. Um, I think he's currently doing that. So this is honestly insane. I assume he's your player of the game, too. Yeah, he is. He is. Remind me, I don't think he played in the fourth. Did he come back in the fourth? I don't think he did. Did he? I'm not sure. He might have played. He might have played the beginning of the fourth. I, I'm not sure, but like you know, you don't really need him to. But yeah, look, it's Joel Embiid. Like he's he's. And I'll say this until I'm blue in the face. He's he's the front runner for the MVP. Chris, try to come on here, change our minds. But I don't think he he has a good enough case right. Yeah. So. Yeah. Well, um, there was another interesting development that came out of this game that I actually wrote an article that'll be coming out tomorrow when this podcast drops. But um, the Nick Nurse was asked about his starting lineup because DeAnthony Melton was out, so Kelly Oubre Jr. and Nick Batum were in. We've had a number of starting lineups so far this year, but this is the first time that we had Oubre, Batum, Embiid, Maxi, and Harris. And this lineup obviously gives us a lot more length. It's an interesting lineup to try. We know Nick Nurse likes to tinker with things, so. It was interesting, and um, I was listening to The Fanatic today, and they brought it up, and then I saw it again on, on SI.com. Uh, they talked to Nick Nurse pregame asking about this lineup, and his quote was, we're going to see how well Ubre and Batum share the floor tonight. The starting lineup's in the back of my mind, and we're gonna go, and this is what we're going with tonight uh, is something that was a possibility. I think it just makes us a little bit bigger and a little bit more athletic on the wing with wingspan and things like that at the 2-3. It gives us good size in the starting lineup that we're going with tonight. I think that them playing together is definitely something we're going to look at. So definitely, like, this is the logical starting lineup when Melton's out. But it was interesting, his his words, for sure. So first off, do you think having Ubre and Batum is kind of the ideal starting lineup for the Sixers roster? I, I don't know if it's the ideal one, only for two reasons. First off, where's your bench scoring coming from? I guess the Anthony can be a bench scorer, but he's not really known as that. Right, like when I think last time he was a bench player, he averaged like nine points per game. So he's not like a, you know, like a sixth man type of scoring guy off the bench. So yeah. like there, there's there, there's that to worry about. Like Ubre definitely brings the offense coming off the bench, which the Sixers definitely need because consistently you can't get it from anybody. Morris is still inconsistent. Rocco definitely doesn't. You know what? Rocco did not play in this game. I just realized that. I guess he was out with injury too. Um, oh, I didn't even notice that either. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, nobody really can be a consistent offensive player coming off the bench. So may- maybe, you know, I, as much and, – and here's the other thing. Like, we we can acknowledge Maxi has gotten much better as a defender. But would you prefer somebody in the starting five that can guard opposing point guards? I think the answer to that question is yes. Can yeah. Kelly Oubre or Nicholas Batum do it? No, they can't. That being said, 
there is there are a lot of positives to having these two in the starting five. And I know for a fact that that Nick Nur, uh, Nurse loves having his big wings in the starting five because he did it in Toronto all the time. OG, OG and Anobi was there too for the majority of Nick Nurse's tenure. So, like, they like having big wings uh, in the starting five. And I, I totally get it. But I think there's a little bit too much you're giving up with Kelly come with the Anthony going to the bench defensively and bench scoring wise. Yeah. So I think that's an interesting point. I think you're right. Like obviously Melton gives that defensive boost to the first line and he's not necessarily known as an offensive threat. I think we have seen though at times when Embiid or other players are out this season and he does get more shots that he's occasionally been hitting them uh, at a decent rate. Again, I know he's not an offensive like guy, but he can shoot it. So I do think it takes away a little bit from the second unit, but it depends how Nurse structures who in the starting lineup would run with the second unit. What I will say, though, is I'm extremely intrigued how you brought up, like, Nick Nurse does like to go big. He likes to have that length. Um, And I think the wing length of having, like, Tobias Harris and Oubre and Batum, I just think it gives them a much different dynamic. I really like this starting lineup. Um, I I don't know if it's the ideal one, but for this to be the first time this is this lineup's played, uh, this season is kind of surprising to me. And and I hope Melton can be healthy and we can try it out. But I'd like to see this lineup a little bit more. Well, yeah, I mean it is interesting. And you know what? I think this lineup in particular gives us our best chance against Boston. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Prescription products require completion of an online medication consultation with an independent healthcare provider through the LifeMD platform and are only available if prescribed. Subscription required. Individual results may vary. Additional restrictions apply at LifeMD.com. Read all warnings before using GLP-1s. Side effects may include a risk of thyroid C-cell tumors. Do not use GLP-1s if you or your family have a history of thyroid cancer. If you've struggled for years to lose weight and have given up hope, did you know you can now access GLP-1 prescription medications through LifeMD? LifeMD is now offering eligible patients online access to GLP-1s, the breakthrough prescription medication that can help you lose body fat and weight. Listen to what people are saying. You just take your shot. It doesn't feel like you're on a diet. What I wasn't expecting it to do was to shut off the food noise. This was life-altering, and if I can do it, I feel like anybody can do it. And here's the best part. Your insurance may cover 100% of the cost of your medication. So go to TryLifeMD.com to have your eligibility checked right now. Get started today at TryLifeMD.com. That's T-R-Y-L-I-F-E-M-D.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Because I think okay. that's, that's that's the team to beat. Because you have guys sure. like Jason Tatum, Jaden, Jaden uh, Brown, Jalen Brown. Um, I'm not really worried about Drew Holiday or Derek White killing us 
scoring-wise. And obviously, Joel can handle himself against, you know, Porzingis. So this, this gives us three capable wing defenders to throw at those two guys and to switch with those two guys. That's, that's, that's really something to have good in the back pocket there. Yeah, no, I completely agree. I completely agree. Uh, I think it's, uh... Yeah, I just think it's an interesting look. And so I would, I guess we kind of touched on it a little bit, but how do you think Melton could impact that second unit if this, if they move forward with this? Well, if they do move forward with this, you could definitely, he can, he's played backup point guard before and hasn't done terribly. I think you'd have him more in a playmaking role coming off the bench, you know, defensive playmaking role. And I think he's a better defend, uh, you know, better playmaker than Pat Bev. Um, so I, I, you know, and you could play them both together. Having a defensive, you know, backup defensive backcourt of those two is definitely not anything that teams want to see. You know, second units want to see from opposing, you know, opposing teams second units want to see. So I think that there is something there. You can definitely improve the defense there. Can definitely improve the playmaking. He is a better score. He is a solid scorer coming off the bench. Yeah, no, I think I think you're making some good points. I think Melton has a different dynamic that he can give to the second unit, but we're going to have to wait and see. I hope Nick Nurse continues to tinker because who knows, we can continue to see what what will work and what won't work. But why don't we go to our favorite topic, Let's, or at least the how we end most podcasts around the NBA. Yeah, definitely. Look, um, like I said, Kenneth Lofton Jr., I know he's more in the G League here, but got to give the guy a shout-out for uh, definitely putting on some muscle, but I guess my real around the NBA thing that I want to talk about, and I can't believe I'm doing this. I guess Chris would be very proud of me here. Because oh, no. we got to talk about we got to talk about OKC. That was going to be Boston. mine. This is going to be fun. This look they they beat they beat the Celtics pretty convincing. I mean, like it was a close game, but it was a it was a statement game. And I think the statement is Shea and Chet are for real. They have a good supporting cast, and they could make a deep run with this current roster as is. Now, I don't think that they're going to win the West, to be clear. But could they make it to the Western Conference Finals? Not not uh, unheard of. If I'm OKC, and I said this last podcast, and I'll say it again until it happens, you trade for Lowry Marketing. You trade for Lowry Marketing. That's the one thing you're missing size at the four and rebounding and you trade josh giddy and bam you're good yeah so i'll i'll say on the thunder real quick we definitely had to talk about him that was going to be my around the nba like my most important topic you mentioned it they beat the celtics what i thought was really impressive is they like blew a pretty big lead like i think they were up like at least 15 or 19 or something with like eight minutes left or something and they still held off the boston celtics which it's not great to blow a lead, but to be able to hold them off, that was great. They've also beaten Denver twice, and the Timberwolves, they pounded. So they've beaten potentially three of the top three other teams in the NBA, maybe, arguably. Uh, like in the last couple of games, they're 12-2, and two, I think, since the beginning of December. They look real. They're the hottest team in the NBA. They also, yeah, they also snapped the Clippers' like six-game or nine-game win streak. So they're just out here beating up on all kinds of teams, man. Yeah, for sure. I also want to shout out here the Cleveland Cavaliers City Edition court because that looks really good. It's the land again. They went with the land theme, 
And then inside the three-point line is like grape vines because, you know, they got the ro- wine red uniforms. And I, I really oh, like those. Yeah. Yeah. So I like that. And the uniform says the land, too. So that works. And then also, I kind of want to talk about Donovan Mitchell here. He did. Is, is Donovan Mitchell overhyped? Is he overhyped? Look, I'm not saying that he's not an all-star caliber player. I, he is, clearly. But, like, is he going to make that big of a difference for a team, uh, you know, a team trying to get become a true contender? Like, what, what has I he mean... done? Like, 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 what has he done? I mean, yes, he scored a lot, but in the postseason, I would have Utah made one deep run, right? One? Once? Yeah. And outside of that, he's usually a first or second round exit, right? So, like, I get, and like in this game against the Wizards, like, I think the Cavs, yeah, the Cavs won and they blew him out, but like, Donovan shot six of 16 from the floor, 22 points in 24 minutes. Like, not, I mean, he was efficient from the three point line and foul line, but like, I don't know. I just feel kind of weird about Donovan Mitchell right now. I don't know if I can trust it. Um, not, shout honestly, out, man, that's fair. Like, also, shout out to uh, Jared Allen almost got a triple-double in this game against the Wizards. We're recording on Wednesday night, by the way. Uh, he had 17 points, 19 rebounds, and 7 assists. I mean, it is against the Wizards. I don't, look, a win is a win. Look. Um, but, yeah, no, I, I find that – I found that interesting. Uh, yeah, so the only other thing, yeah, go go for yeah. it. Only other thing I was gonna say is, I we're, yeah, as we're recording on Wednesday, I'm watching this Pacers Bucks game. I don't know, like, so you remember how the they played in the in season tournament? I think semis, I think it was, and the game was yeah. like intense. There was like bad blood. Uh, it, it was like a very like heated a very game, heated. and it seemed like a playoff game, right? Well, then yeah. they had a couple weeks ago when uh, Giannis scored whatever, the, the record um, or past like Kyle Corbett or something. Four? Yeah, it, something crazy. He, and he, he wanted passed. the game ball, and Ostrowski Shibway had it for the Indiana Pacers, and he was, like, running down the floor, like, storming the locker room. It was crazy. Well, like, this game tonight, man, is just as intense. They are, like, going at each other. There's a lot of, like, stoppage. People are chirping left and right. It looks more than just a normal uh, regular season game, and I know the Bucks have a lot more success than the Pacers do recently, but this kind of seems like a little bit of a rivalry. It is, and the NBA, oh, you know, the thing is, for a while, it didn't feel like there were, were a lot of rivalries in the NBA, but this season, particularly, it feels like it's starting to come back a little bit, doesn't it? Yeah, it like, does. People just not liking each other, and that's always good for the NBA. Like, it these teams is. Do, do not like each other, and that's that's fantastic. Interesting. Uh, did you notice who re, who uh, the the Pacers changed their starting five? Did you notice that? No, I didn't. Who they put in? Obi Toppin is now coming off the bench, and they got Jalen Smith as the starting power forward. Is he really? Give, yeah, I mean he he's six ten, so he gives them more size, and he can stretch the floor. Not particularly well in this game, but like, yeah. So that's that's I found that interesting. I found that interesting. Not nah. like Pacers. The Pacers have changed their starting five so much, though, because like the first they had Ben Matherin, then they had Buddy Heald, and then they had Andrew Nemhard, and now 
They have uh, Aaron Naismith and Bruce Brown, and it's it's like one player after another. Dude, they I I mean they were really exciting in the in season tournament, but now I'm just like I don't know, but we'll see. I, mean, they're, I they're, do like they're, the rivalries. They're, they're, they're still eighteen and fourteen, and yeah. I think they're still a top. What are they? Top seven team in the East? Uh, let me. I'm pulling up the standings real quick here. Uh, they are a top. They're sixth in the East. Yeah, they're a game ahead. Uh, they're half game ahead of Cleveland right now. Uh, yeah, no. So that's that's interesting. By the way, I was so I was talking with a student. And I kind of had an epiphany here, and I kind of want to hear your opinion on it. Okay. If he continues to play this way, would it be an outrageous statement to say that Jalen Johnson of the Atlanta Hawks might be the best player on that team? Uh, I mean, no, not necessarily, especially because Trey has definitely fallen off, and uh, I don't know that DeJounte is going to be on that team by the end of the year. Yeah, look, like I, I think Trey Young is slightly overrated. Like he's not an efficient shooter. He's shooting what thirty-one percent this season from three, if I remember correctly. Let me let me check that real quick. But like, like Trey Young, he's a he's too ball dominant. And like, I get that he averages ten assists a game, but you can average ten assists and still be kind of a ball hog. Yeah, does that make sense? Now you can. Yeah, you can. Like, okay. I mean, especially so, he, he holds the ball forever. He holds the ball forever. They are beating the Thunder right now. Interesting fact. So let's see. This season, Trey Young is averaging 28-11, from the field. And he is shooting. Okay, so he's actually. Okay, so his shooting percentage has improved. He's at 38%. So he's he's not as bad as he was last year. Uh, that that being said, okay, so maybe maybe Jalen Johnson is not the best player on that team, but is it a stretch to say that he's the second best player? No, no, I don't think it is. He he's impressing. You know he, if he can develop correctly, he might make he might make that next step. I think he has this. He has the upside to make that next step. I mean, in this game here alone, he's averaging he has uh, seventeen and. Uh, he he has 17 points on 12 shots. That's, he's an that's exciting player. Good. He's an exciting player. I like Jalen Johnson. Uh, is uh, how long is uh what's his name supposed to be out for? Uh, DeAndre Hunter. Oh, I don't know. I, I, what was his injury? I'm not sure, but I, I see Sadiq plays Sadiq Bay starting, and I don't see him on the roster at all for this game. Oh, huh. I, dude, I can't tell you. I'm not following the Hawks too uh, too closely. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. I'm not either. Um, okay, anything else you want to talk about, man? No, I think those are pretty much the big uh, NBA news stories. Yeah, we uh, only had one game in between, so not that's, that's much pretty much it. About. Yeah, so yeah, we might, appreciate everyone have... listening. Yeah, absolutely. So continue to please read our work over at the Sixer Sense. We got some articles going up, as I mentioned. Something about the starting lineup. What do you want to see in the rotation? Please let us know. Leave a comment. And you can listen to us on Apple, Spotify, Google, anywhere you get your podcasts. We appreciate you listening, as always. And until next time, go Sixers.
For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, For the ones who get it done.